Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. So I, I just want to add to the, um, the weather because the weather seems to be the only relatively safe thing I can talk about these days. And last week was so crazy, I wanted to just follow up on something that I saw that made me do a triple take. First of all, there were more than 200 tornado and severe storm warnings last Thursday. And it turns out, according to the National Weather Service, there was one tornado in North Dakota and six tornadoes in Minnesota in the western part of the state. Six of them. The first near Charlesville in Grant County, it was lasted about three minutes. Estimated winds of about 100 miles an hour. The second tornado in Minnesota hit Wilkin County. That was an EF2, a very strong tornado. Winds estimated up around 115. Significant damage out near Tenney and Campbell, Minnesota. 23 power poles cracked or snapped. Garage doors blown in, trees uprooted. And then six minutes later, a third tornado touched down at Battle Lake, Minnesota. That was an EF1. Lasted for about three minutes. Keep in mind there were tornado warnings in effect. It flipped a single wide trailer. Trees once again snapped and uprooted. A fourth less powerful tornado touched down six minutes after the one in Battle Lake. This one hit West Mason Lake, Minnesota. That was an EF0. Estimated winds right around 85 miles an hour in Ottertail County. The fifth tornado, Wadena County, started in Verndale, ended in Sabika. This, too, was a powerful EF2. Estimated winds 115. And the sixth and final tornado near Alexandria in Douglas County, This thing moved at 70 miles an hour, and uh, it left high-end EF1 damage on the south shore of Lake Darling. It then tracked northeast across Lake Darling into southern Lake Carlos. Most of the damage uprooted trees, according to the National Weather Service. So, good grief. Hopefully, we don't get a rerun of that on Thursday. I, I don't think it's going to be quite as ripe for a major outbreak. We had a moderate threat. Last week, this week, it's a slight threat. So, but two, Thursday could still be a lively day. Do we do we have a winner? Yeah. Why don't you say hi to John, who's going to the Twins game on May twenty fourth? Congratulations, John. Well done. I can't believe my luck. I don't have any luck. I've been trying to get through like for 
when you guys get have giveaways, I've been trying to get through like it seems like forever. I I don't have any luck at all. I finally got through. Well, it, and and the moral of the story: persistence wins the day. Right? Thank you for being persistent, and thank you for listening. And uh, have fun during that game against the Tigers. Should be a great game. What uh, day was that again? It's the twenty fourth, Tuesday, May twenty fourth. So that's next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, week from today. Oh wow. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Can I come along? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he hesitated. I don't blame you. No, no, no. There, there are others far more, um, far more worthy of of that honor. But uh, John, have fun out there, and and thanks for listening. <laughs> well, you can come along if you buy the beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know. Get, get get John's number. I'm, I'm going to call. Him. I, I think. Well, I've got his number. I think you're on the hook for that. I, I think, think you got to go. I would. I would do that. Okay. Sounds in good. a heartbeat. I want to go to a Twins game. I want to go to a Twins game. Thank you, John. We'll see you next Tuesday. All right. Buddy. Have a good day. All right. Yep. You too. Bye. Bye bye. Whew. By the way, a uh, little bit of breaking news: Vaccine skeptic Eric Clapton has apparently contracted COVID nineteen. He's canceling two European shows because he's anxious. I would be anxious, too, if I contracted COVID-19. And we wish him a speedy recovery and hopefully only mild symptoms. But I'm not sure he got his vaccine. We shall see. And by the way, on the subject of COVID-19, I'm just going to say this. Yesterday, the U.S. did, in fact, reach a grim milestone. One million deaths from COVID-19. The uh, <clears throat> confirmed number of dead is equivalent to a 9-11 attack every day for 336 days. Roughly equal to how many Americans died in the Civil War and World War II combined. According to the AP, it's as if Boston and Pittsburgh were wiped out. And it's not quite over yet, as much as we want it to be over. Without vaccines, far more Americans would have died. One million premature deaths when we come back the tour de france is going to be open for women again after nearly 40 years how can that be we'll talk to two who are on their way to the tour de france next on cco i have a hunch that e-bikes are not permitted at the tour de france (laughs) right i don't think so i think it's all it's all leg power right Pretty sure yeah. you can't bring your e-bike. Pretty Paul. sure you couldn't just sneak one onto the course. Yeah, you also can't race in the women's version of the Tour de France. Well, with your e-bike, you can do anything no, once. No, don't do it. You can do anything once. So the women's Tour de France is back for the first time in nearly forty years, and we have two guests on today to talk about that. Marianne Martin is the women's equivalent of cycling royalty. She is the first woman, the first American to ever win the first Tour de France Femme back in 1984. Welcome, Marianne. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's great to have you on. And I want to introduce Charles Aaron, Managing Director of Human Powered Health. He's bringing one of the three American teams invited to compete in the first women's cycling race, Tour de France Femme, in more than 30 years. Charles, welcome to the show. Hi, Paul. Thank you. Thank you very much. Both of you joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. So, 
my my first question, and maybe this is more for Charles, why has there been this break? I, I don't understand why the women have not been racing for the past 40 years. You know, I, I, I honestly can't answer that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But, you know, what I am excited about is uh, for the first time in 40 years, we're, we're going to have a, a men and a women's race, in, you know, starting in Paris, uh, you know, this July. And uh, we're just honored to, to be involved and, and represent what we do, um, obviously coming out of Minneapolis and, and the United States. So, um, you know, after 40 years, uh, we have, I, I phrase it, modern cycling, the first time in modern cycling. We have uh, an eight-day race that's, that's going to be competing all across France this July, uh, showcasing some of the best athletes, uh, best female athletes in the world. Wow. How many on the team? And tell us a little bit about human-powered health. What, what do you do? I know you're managing director. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, great question. We are a professional racing team. Um, it started here in Minneapolis uh, about 16 years ago under different names. Uh, we, we have sponsorship, uh, partnership, as I call it, uh, through Optum, Thorn, Health Tech, uh, and a few other companies, uh, a few of them that were based over, over a period of time here in Minneapolis. And uh, we're a collection of men. We are one team, but men and women, uh, you know, all over the world, from athletes all over the world, uh, racing all over the world um, with very humble roots, uh, racing here in the United States and obviously in Minneapolis. But over a course of uh, 16 years, uh, we're racing in some of the biggest and, and most well-known races um, for men and as well as women. Um, we have a handful of Americans that are on our team, uh, both uh, male and female. But uh, just just uh, unbelievable history and, and fantastic group of athletes and unbelievable staff. That's all I can say. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't get any bigger than the Tour de France. And, and Marianne, take us back to 1984. And you're probably sick of talking about those glorious moments. But please indulge us because I, I'm just fascinated uh, about how you won, what do you give credit to? Was it was it your training? Um, t- take us back to that victory at the Tour de France, the first American uh, and the first woman. That that's very very cool. I can't say I'd ever get sick of talking about it because it was uh, a dream come true. I had heard about a year previous that there was going to be a women's tour. And that is all I wanted to do. I didn't care about the Olympics, the world, a month of racing in France versus one day in Los Angeles. I mean, I, I, I felt like I couldn't imagine anything better. I just, and training to me was a science. I took it. I took it very seriously. And I always said the hardest thing about training is not training. Because you you have to go hard when you want to go hard and easy when you want to go hard. So I think that's a big contributing factor to my winning is that I took it like a science. Marianne, what advice would you have for cyclists that want to compete professionally? A lot of people out there are very serious about, about cycling. And talk about what it meant for you, your life, your career, and... And if you can pass along any words of wisdom to others who might want to follow in your footsteps, what would you tell them? I would tell them a couple things. One thing is that training, a specific training program is so important. You don't just go out and ride your bike. 
you don't go ride your bike and then hope to go fast in a race. So you've got to look seriously at how you can best work your body. Not every training program is the same for everybody. I did less miles than anybody I knew. But that's what works for me. Wow. Well, okay. No, please go ahead. Well, what would, and to take rest seriously, that is something that, that I was taught. And, you know, when you work hard, you break down your body. And then the rest is what builds up your body. So if you don't allow your body to seriously rest, you're just going to keep wearing down your body. So it's the combination of very hard and very easy. That works for me. Every time I got on my bike, there was a specific reason, whether it was interval, speed, power, rest, whatever. That was what I did that day, no matter what my friends were doing. Wow. Charles, how long is the course? And uh, I, I know there's a lot of strategy involved that you probably can't divulge on the air publicly, but what, what is the greatest challenge that you face? I know there are a lot of logistics to pull this off, but it's in July. When in July? How long is the course? And can you uh, share any of your secrets? Yeah, um, it starts on July 24th in Paris. Ironically, the last day of the men's race is the first day of the women's race. So uh, think of it as Paris is being completely shut down in celebration of cycling. Uh, And it's historic uh, uh, to have both both races going on at the same time. So so we'll be there, obviously. And, um, you know, it's an eight-day event. Uh, it covers, I don't know exactly what the mileage is versus, you know, kilometers, but, um, all different types of weather you can, you can, uh, uh, have during a race. Uh, Marianne can talk about that. You know, it could snow in the mountains. It could be <laughs> cold in the morning. I mean, we've all experienced it. It could be extremely hot. Um, I've been in Paris on both, both times where it's, you know, hundred degrees and also rainy and 50 degrees. But I, I think rest what, what Marianne said. We, we have to go in, um, and, and ironically, our athletes will be training at altitude. I think the majority of the athletes will right before the event, and uh, we have to go in very well-rested. And then you add in all the, the logistical concerns, things like that. Uh, we have athletes from Holland, Germany, America, Canada. Um, we're based in Girona, Spain, right outside of Barcelona, so our trucks, our vehicles, our equipment. Uh, it, it's for definitely people in our organization that's much better at it than I am. Uh, to make sure that we're we're set up and we're prepared as best as we can, and uh, I have a tremendous amount of confidence in that. But um, it, it's going to be extremely exciting. Uh, it's televised worldwide daily. If here in the United States, it's going to be on, I believe, NBC. Um, but uh, you know, we hope everybody's going to be out there cheering us on, whether they're on the side of the road or we're watching on TV. Oh, we'll be watching. And uh, <laughs> good luck, and thank you for representing Minnesota, Charles a- uh, Aaron. From Human Powered Health and Marianne Martin, uh, who the first woman to win the first Tour de France Femme back in 1984. An honor to have you both on. Good luck to both of you, and thanks for joining us on CCO. Thank you, Paul. You bet. Thank you. What's the farthest you've ever ridden your bike, DJ? Um, I did the uh, the Paul Bunyan Trail from Baxter, just south of Brainerd, up to Bemidji, which is... Uh, right around a hundred miles. 
And I worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I was towing then uh, nine-month-old winter in the uh, wow in the burley behind me. One straight shot? Uh, no, we took two days. We two stayed days. in uh, somebody's cabin along the way, on the way up. Were you sore? But... Uh, you know, I was sore. I was sore from the sitting, not from the pedaling. Like my legs were strong enough to take it, but you get sore your back, your butt, your you know, just from being in the same position for that many hours in a row. You get sore. Why do they? Why can't they make a comfortable seat? Why? I mean, then you it, can't go fast. It's a form of torture. <laughs> just get like an easy boy recliner <laughs> with two wheels. Yeah. I mean, that would be kind of nice. When we come back, a few show highlights. Stay with us. Hey, Paul, back with you. We will keep you posted on Jordana, okay? As best we can, when we have information, we will pass that on. And thank you, all of you who have uh, supported Jordana. Caring Bridge, uh, emails, texts, sympathy cards, jokes. It all matters, and she's grateful. I know that. She heads down to Mayo Clinic tomorrow. Her bone marrow transplant, God willing, is next week. And it's going to be a brutal couple of weeks for Jor and her family. But uh, please keep her in your in your thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. After every mass shooting, uh, a lot of thoughts and prayers. What is it going to take uh, to stop the carnage? I asked Rob Doerr from the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus... In light of the latest in Buffalo and then another one on Sunday in California, how do we keep guns out of the wrong hands? If you're making credible threats to, to public safety, then you should absolutely not be able to buy, uh, buy a firearm. But a lot of times when you look at an instance, it's easy with the benefit of hindsight to right. look back and say what you should have done at, at points X, Y, and Z. It's when you're at points X, Y, and Z that it's the most difficult to determine whether you know, these, these oddities are actually warning signs or, uh, or whether they're, they're something rather nebulous. But I think at the end of the day, it was absolutely clear that this individual needed some mental health 
uh, mental health assistance and did not get it. Yeah, he posted on social media. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, how many clues can you give before somebody comes and takes away your weapons? So, I again, I'm a proponent of the Second Amendment. I respect my Second Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights, but it just seems like common sense to keep them out of the hands of people who could hurt themselves or hurt others as best we can, especially when they publicize what they're going to do. So, replacement theory, the great replacement theory, you may have heard that. Uh, It claims that Jews and liberals are trying to import minority voters to diminish the political power of white people. Earlier in the show, I asked Stephen Belton from the Urban League Twin Cities what he thought of the great replacement theory. And it's nonsense, but it also is a reflection of what some sociologists are calling white fragility, the fear that their whiteness will no longer have the potency and power that it has. And I know that this is a real thing for some people. It is hardly the norm. I don't believe that all white people are sitting afraid of this. But the demographics in this country are changing. They are inevitable. Uh, The demographers say that by the year 2040-something, this country will flip the switch and will no longer be a white majority, will be a majority of people of color. Uh, And that change, uh, that inevitability, is frightening to some and has become a political dog whistle for others. Not only a dog whistle, but a rallying cry. Uh, Donald Trump's ascendancy to the presidency was based on the dog whistle he created of Make America Great Again, which is really uh, a tagline for saying, even though we're being threatened demographically, we want to hold on to what our power is. And so, uh, you know, white people don't have anything to fear other than uh, their, you know, the, the extremists within their own midst. Um, but this whole notion that there is a plot underway, uh, I'd like to know who the, you know, who this plot benefits and who the, who the purveyors of this plot are, because I'm not aware of any, and I don't believe that this so-called plot, this replacement theory plot, uh, is actual. I think it's something that someone made up based on their fear. Thank you to Stephen Belton for his perspective on that, and we'll keep you posted um, on the very latest terms of the investigation into the uh, the shooter in Buffalo who claimed 10 lives. 10 lives, including a substitute teacher, a retired police lieutenant, a grandmother of six, and a dedicated community activist. This guy drove, what, 300 miles from his, uh, his home in upstate New York. What's ironic, I read today that apparently his parents have a Black Lives Matter sign in their yard. And their son drove 300 miles and targeted a supermarket that that caters to minorities, specifically African Americans. And uh, it just takes your breath away. DJ, um, I want to close here by asking you According to U.S. News, the best place to live in the United States. Do you want to guess? Give me a city. Um, Denver. Uh, Close. Colorado Springs was second. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll take that. Number one is Huntsville, Alabama. 
Really? I've been to Huntsville. It's okay. hilly. It's it's wooded. It's very nice. Is that northern Alabama? It's northern Alabama, up okay. in the hills, a little bit cooler. You've got the university. Yeah. Um, you got a lot of rocket scientists. The descendants of Werner von Braun mm-hmm. uh, are actually living in the hills of uh, northern Alabama. It, it's a very nice part of Alabama. Hmm. Number two is Colorado Springs. Okay. Number three, I have some issues with. Yes. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, really? I've been to Green Bay. Okay. I've been to Lambeau. Yeah. This uh, You said this was the best place to do a keg stand. Is that what this list is? Best, <laughs> best places to live. What? According to U.S. News. Yeah. Okay. So uh, number four is Boulder, Colorado. Number yep. five is San Jose, California. Really? And... Uh, by the way, the Twin Cities came in at number 27. 27. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I guess Denver and, and, and Boulder and Colorado Springs, which sandwich Denver, if you will, yeah. are both in the top five. So I, f- I feel like I'm going to take that as a win. You, you, you got very close. Also, yeah. Huntsville, Alabama is basically Tennessee. It's like southern Tennessee. It, it's pretty close to the border. You're, uh, yeah, you're close to Nashville. Yeah. Chattanooga. Yeah. But it's swampy. I mean, they are to summer yeah. what we are to winter. Yeah. It's just oppressive Jeez. with the humidity and all. But, yeah, Huntsville would be a good place to hang out. But uh, number 27, really? Green Bay beat us? Yeah. Something is wrong. Yeah. I don't like that. When we come back, um, DJ, sell this story because I, I still – Shake my head. When- well, I'm going to tell you about the most inconvenient convenience store in the world. Oh, good tease. That's next. All right. The junior juice is in such short supply that recently a three pack of baby formula sold for $238 on eBay. That sounds like a lot, but it was signed by Hank Aaron. <laughs> Thanks to the shortage, some desperate parents are even trying homemade baby formula recipes. Oh, great. Now everyone's brother-in-law is going to be pushing their homebrew formula. Hey, little guy, try this one. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's pretty good. It's a Fontenelle IPA. It's got uh, notes of pumpkin. It's hoppy, but it's drinkable. <laughs> what do you call it? Junior juice? <laughs> Junior juice. That's what he's calling baby formula. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Crazy times. Um, crazy times. So uh, speaking of crazy times, and, and you and I like to be outdoors, but this story just makes me do a, a, a triple take. Well, yeah, so this this uh, uh, set of photos went viral about, and it's dubbed the most inconvenient convenience store. Okay, so this is out of Hunan province in China where there's a uh, geological national park with a name that starts with S that I'm not going to pronounce it's not dirty or anything i just don't speak chinese so i'm not gonna, I'm not going to slaughter it no could you I learn i uh, no not today okay um but th- they have one of these um you know it's it's famous for cliffs and waterfalls and mountains and all these things and they have a cliff this large cliff up a mountain that has like a set trail and it's kind of like if you're familiar with half dome um if you do the famous half dome yeah. hike in yosemite there's part of it where there's 
you know, you need to climb. You need to actually climb. But they have ropes attached to the mountain, right, that it's a set route and you sort of take this walkway up the mountain. So it's similar to that. So if you're a visitor to this park, you rent the hard hat and the harness and you literally climb up this ladder that's been installed on a cliff. And halfway up the cliff is the most inconvenient convenience store. It's basically a box made out of wood that's hung on the side of the mountain where climbers who are climbing up can stop at, this is 400 feet off the ground, can stop on their way up the mountain and get a bottle of water or a granola bar or some potato chips or whatever on their way, and then they keep climbing up the rest of the mountain. And there's obviously a guy. Yes, in that yes. There's hut. an employee, a single employee that climbs up before dawn at the beginning of the day with a pack full of supplies that they will have for the day. And then they sit there in this box until their shift is done and sell water and chips and whatever to climbers who pass by. I haven't seen the photos. Is it the side of a cliff or is it like a really steep hiking trail? No, 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 no. Cliff. Cliff. Like legit, sheer. straight, sheer cliff yep think this 400 feet up think this dude is anti-social <laughs> well yeah but you're there's climbers going by non-stop this is a very very high traffic area very you know popular park to go visit now get this they say the one downfall i say you get used to the the heights thing pretty quick right you're you know harnessed up and you sit in this little box and sell things the trick they say though is if you have to go to the bathroom oh you got to go hike all the way, or climb rather, all the way back down four hundred feet. No, back you down don't. this short. No, short you cl- don't. Well, but there's tourists on their way up. Well, you can't just go. They can wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> they can wear baseball caps. Are you kidding me? So they say they don't drink much water during uh-huh. their day because they don't want to have to, you know, relieve themselves and climb all the way down. That'd be awesome, <laughs> right over the cliff. Sorry about that down there. Whoops. Sorry. Here's a shower I can predict. Uh, get this, though. Apparently, inflation hasn't hit uh, China in the same way it's hit us. They say a bottle of water goes for two yuan, which is only 30 cents. Yeah? Yeah, 30 cents for a bottle of water on the side of a cliff. That is bizarre. You want to go there, don't you? I want to go everywhere, but yeah. yes, I do want to go there. The goal is to see as much of the planet as you can yep. while you're here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Wear a cap. Okay, wear a hat. If, if you <laughs> wear a rain go, hat. go up that cliff. <laughs> I sure as heck would not climb all the way down to use the facilities. No, sir. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. All right. So we're off tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. Twins game. Twins yes. play at 2.30. It's a weird start time. It's like 2.37 or something like that. But anyway, pregame starts at 2. It's getaway day in Oakland as the Twins face the athletics. Nice. And that will be on today instead of our show. I just checked, checked the weather in Oakland as well. It's going to be sunny all day. So um, the Twins will get that game in and uh, we'll have the afternoon off. By the way, I have a book signing at a Barnes, two Barnes and Nobles okay. on Saturday for A Kid's Guide to Saving the Planet. Eden Prairie from 10 to noon, and uh, the Galleria in lovely Edina from 1 to 3. So get to uh, sign up some books. You always hold your breath, and you hope that somebody shows up, but you never know. Anyway, uh, take some risks and have fun out there. Enjoy the evening. Some showers coming in. It's not snowing. It's not severe. Hopefully this week 
will be a little quieter than last week. But the drought is over. There's water in our lakes. And uh, hopefully we don't have to use the D word this summer. Have a good one. We'll catch you Thursday. I usually smuggle a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my pants. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.